The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. This is your host, Tim Ash, and I'm continuing today uh, in my series of thought leader interviews, but to change it up, I thought I'd bring a thought laggard. No, just kidding. Uh, my good friend Rob Schnell is the owner of Gundog Supply. He's also a good old boy, Bubba, from Mississippi, and the author of Yahoo Store for Dummies. Uh, welcome, Rob. Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Uh, that introduction, we can only go in one direction, and that's up. Yeah. Absolutely, my brother said to put you on, on perma hold with that with that uh, intro. <laughs> well, that's what you get for hanging out with your brother. No, joking aside, you you're very experienced uh, with uh, running your own business, so you have kind of the perspective of both a uh, an industry expert on online marketing, but also kind of a hands-on practitioner. So I thought what we'd explore today will be uh, some of the biggest screw-ups and. Uh, basically an e-commerce design with a conversion flavor. Uh, what can go wrong and, and why and how can we fix it and what can we do about it? So we're going to hit you cold. Uh, what are some of the biggest screw-ups in e-store design? Oh, man. I had a uh, a shopping cart. It wasn't a Yahoo store. I mean, I've been on Yahoo store since 97, but I was, I, was, uh, I was kind of testing the waters with some other carts about six or seven years ago. And... In the shopping cart, I had a bunch of trust symbols, and they were not on a secure server. The the path to the URL for those uh, trust symbols was, you know, HTTP. And so every time somebody, you know, added something to their cart and went to proceeded to checkout, they got this error message in IE that's just like, you know, warning, warning, warning. And it looks like somebody's trying to steal your identity or, you know, rob your mom or something like that when that, those things pop up. <laughs> it, was, it was like a headshot. I was like, what in the hell happened to my shopping cart? Well, so wait, just to kind of relation from uh, marketing technology geek speak to to English, I mean, when you talk about trust symbols, these are things like uh, safe shopping fields, McAfee secure, buy safe, uh, Visa, Mastercard accepted, things that make you want to trust the website, right? Yeah, basically badges that say that hey, I'm a real bona fide retailer. This is a real site. I mean, you know, we always tell people to do that. You tell people to put these, you know, trust symbols, you know all over the place, and it, it works really good when they actually load and don't cause the browser to throw off error messages. Okay, so if you're going to make sure that the links on your trust symbols uh, actually go to a trustworthy place uh, for starters, right? Yep, yep. Now that was, and, and, you know, once we got it fixed, it was, um, once we got it fixed, everything was fine, but man, it's, you know, you can tell by your orders just fall off a cliff when you when you uh, roll something like that out, you know, and it just, it's a headshot, it's just... You know, customers run screaming when they see an error message, you know, in the most popular but, browser. 
Okay, so let's. Um, that sounds like that wasn't the first time that's happened. Uh, can you think of other instances where all of a sudden your your uh, sales uh, kind of stepped off a cliff, as you put it? Well, yeah. I mean, just one of the things that we do with, with Yahoo Store, they're really good about the the merchant gets an email every time somebody places an order. You know, back in the old days, I used to have it hooked up to a cash register sound, and I'd play it through my speakers every time we got an order. Just do this, cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm in the money. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, after a while, it's kind of kind of old, but that's just a, that's an easy way for for a retailer to see, you know, how many orders you know have I had since this morning, and I, I'm always in my Gmail, and I'm always in that folder, and you know, looking and seeing. I'll, I'll quickly count, you know, how many orders have I had since you know six o'clock this morning. And I've got a pretty good idea, depending on what time of the year it is and what day of the week it is, where I'm supposed to be by a certain time. And if it's, you know, if it's, you know, off by 20 or 30 percent and nothing's going on, I'm freaking out, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a good thing. So, uh, you know, how, how much of that is due to just kind of variation uh, in normal, uh, you know, statistical fluctuation in, in your data? I don't want to totally geek out, but. You know, uh, how uh, how often is that a false alarm? You know, if you see your your sales heading south, I mean, we we don't usually we aren't concerned in the, saying, oh, my sales are up thirty percent. Uh, let me uncover the cause of that, right? We're all in concern of them going down. But isn't that kind of normal, just to have them bounce up and down? Yeah, I mean, I've seen there's a lot of variation, but when you get you know past a hundred or two hundred, three hundred orders a day, you know, things kind of level out. You know, if one part of the country's, you know, if the you know the weather's real bad, and folks are inside ordering, and the weather's real nice in the other part of the country. You know the next the next day or so, it'll, the storm system will move through, right? So I mean that kind of stuff kind of tends to even out with with larger and larger numbers. But just kind of as my you know that's one of the things that I look for. Um, you know when I'm doing conversion rate optimization, and I put quotes around optimization because sometimes it seems that you know things we do actually shoot the cart in the head when we're trying big radical scary triple backflip things. And, you know, a lot of the times we, we do something and it, and it hits a grand slam home run. We've had a couple or three of those this year so far. Okay, so when you test changes to your catalog, are you testing them side by side or are you just going to swap the new thing out there and then just watch your sales? It just depends. It's like if, if we're doing something that um, that I can test, um, it's really difficult to test certain things in different kinds of shopping carts. Um if I'm doing something that I've got two different versions of or if I'm doing like I've done multivariate tests in the cart before, usually I'm doing A-B tests because I'm just testing two big ideas and then we'll tweak it, you know, on, on the flip side. Um, but a lot of times when we're implementing things, we don't test every single little thing that we put, you know, that we make changes to the store. If it's a major change, then I really want to test it, um, you know, to see what's going on. But any, we're not working like with a, um, a in a development environment. We're a small business. You know, there's a guy, you know, in the next building who can press a button and completely republish my website at any given second. One of our production guys. So I mean, stuff's going live all the time. So as a small business person, I'm always kind of, you know, we don't really have what was you know the quality that, you know, that big companies have a have a division that goes through and they and they test stuff before they deploy it, and we're the opposite of that. You know. You deploy it and then let your visitors be the testers. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Through our ideas and you know, hey, I'm back from a conversion conference. There's 75 different things I want to test. Boom. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so but what you're bringing up is an important thing. Larger companies have a process, and they're there for a reason to make sure that you don't blow up very important sites that are worth a lot of money. But at the same time, they also stifle innovation. If you're below a certain scale, you can kind of have the freedom to innovate and just uh, throw things up there and see what sticks against the wall, right? It's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing. If you have a if you have a crazy idea, you know I do it when Steve, my brother, goes out of town. He's my business partner. You know, it's like he goes out of town. He goes hunting all the time, and um, when he does that, that's when I try to go nuts and see what I can get away with. And usually the next day he'll catch me doing something, and I'm not doing. You know, I'll do like free shipping promotions or, or things where we actually lose money, but I want to see you know how much, how little we would lose and what, what it would do as far as like new customer acquisition. You know, so it's a, it's a joke of, uh, you know, we lose a little money on each one, but we make it up on the volume, that exactly, kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, we've got, Steve does a really good job shipping. So, I mean, once somebody buys something from us, if they have a dog, they're probably going to have dogs the rest of their life. And if, if uh, you know, we do a good job taking care of them on the first order, then odds are they'll stay on our mailing list, and then, you know, they'll come back to the site. I mean, we, we have a, a ton of repeat customers. Okay, well, you bring up an important thing. It's like a, well, you, most people measure their ROI for e-commerce on their first sale. It's like, okay, I, it cost me this much to pay-per-click. I'm paying my SEO consultant this much, and and uh, you know that's how I'm going to measure whether my I'm successful, whether the gross margin on my sales covers that marketing investment, but what you're saying is that if you have any kind of loyalty or repeat business or consumables business like you do, and dogs keep eating dog food, right? So it's not like... We don't sell dog food, but but you're absolutely right. I mean, people keep coming back. You know, people are going to need a new dog collar every two or three years or every time they move, you know. Um, With the technology stuff that we sell, every two or three years there's a whole revolution in in the um, microprocessors and the range on some of these tracking collars. And we're going through that, you know, right now. So for us, um, it used to be we started this in online in '97, and at that point we actually had to cash flow. We actually had to make money off of every single sale. We could not afford, you know, to lose money on any single customer. But at this point, we've been doing it long enough. We've got a pretty big, you know, base of repeat customers. So we can, you know, that's, I'm actually pushing Steve to to let me lower the um, the the shipping, the free shipping that we do. We more than doubled our conversion rate the last time we went through a totally free shipping model, but we ended up losing money, um, you know, compared to doing half the volume. And so, okay, so 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 basically, you know, you have to make these these trade-offs. But what you're saying is you're willing to experiment. And another thing here, I think that's important for people to understand about testing and innovation in general. You're not going to be right a lot of the time. Uh, you're going to have the wrong business model. I think yeah. Most of the time, if you're, especially if you're taking, I mean, and I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm not a believer in, in these tiny, tiny, tiny changes to get one tenth of a percent increase. I want a twenty percent increase minimum if I deploy something that's either site wide or, you know, like a something that's in the cart. I need to see twenty percent movement on something for it to be significant enough for me to be happy with, you know, the results. And it's really hard once you tweak the cart out. You know, to get that kind of movement from just, you know, a, a place order button or a special offer. And so we have to do really crazy radical stuff, and more often than not, it's, it fails. But when it does, well, it's also that get dollars you know? Yeah, I, I think that we're going to uh, take a commercial break here, and then I want to explore a couple of these things. You know, one of them was uh, 
this notion of go gig or go home, and the other is, you know, when to stop testing things. So this is Tim Ash, your host for LTO, Landing Page Optimization, and we'll be right back uh, after a word from our sponsors. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. Hey, it's Mike O'Neill and Lori Rupp, the LinkedIn rock stars. We are ready to rock your world with LinkedIn. Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets. Because I know the secrets, don't I, Mike? Chat with other LinkedIn gurus. We have, we have great guests on our show. Today is no exception at all. And answer your LinkedIn questions. All caps, Mountain Dew, comma, space, all little letters, sleep. Rock the world with LinkedIn, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money you can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash with LPO, Landing Page Optimization, and we're continuing our conversation with Rob Schnell from Gundard Supply, also the author of Yahoo Store for Dummies. Now, Rob, before we went on the break, we were talking about this notion of big ideas. You said your threshold is 20%. Go big or go home. Now, why did you take that approach? Well, I just I was really frustrated because we would do some some multivariate testing, and it would say you will get a you know a six percent increase based upon you know 99%. Um, Google's 99% sure that you'll get a 6% increase from doing this. And so we would we would take our winner of our test and we'd put it on the website and it would go back to the baseline. Everything would kind of regress to the to the mean, I guess. Um, it, over time, you know, these these little bitty things that we would do would just kind of, you know, melt like ice out, out in the sun. And so at that point, I'm like, you know, I can't really trust that these itty-bitty, you know, 1%, 2%, 3% gains that we're seeing – with some of this multivariate testing on our scale, because we're an itty bitty little company. I mean, we're not an Amazon. We're not seeing millions of people a day add stuff to shopping cart. Um, and I want to be able to run a test in two or three weeks, you know, and have a very, very, you know, um, viable 
uh, sample size to where I know that it's going to actually you know, pan out for us for the rest of the year. And so one of the things we do is we actually try pretty big, crazy things. We try to give away, like on one of my affiliate sites, you know, we give away a $20 value for a gift in the shopping cart. And, I mean, that was crazy, but, you know, my, my uh, retailer gets stuff. He buys stuff by the truckload. He was getting these things for a buck a piece, and, you know, we had a 20% lift in the shopping cart. Um, just by offering this free gift on, on the place order page, and that's crazy. Okay, so it was nuts. I mean, he he loves it, and now he's like stalking me. What what, what else can we do? What else can we do? And so he's it's, it's cool to see retailers like me because I'm putting on my consultant hat now. But you know, it's cool to see retailers actually buy into the fact that, that hey, let's do some crazy stuff. Let's really, you know mess with some things. Shaking it up a bit. Okay, well, so this, but then you, you mentioned there's certain things. You can innovate your business model. You can have special offers and one-time deals, but uh, when you're talking about, you know, keep going back to the cart and trying to fix it and fix it and fix it, is there a point where you stop testing the kind of functional parts of the site or a particular page? I mean, can you see that, okay, we used to get some wins on this part of the site, but, you know, we've used up all our good ideas and we're just coming up short every time or it might be as good as it's going to get? Do you ever have that mentality? No, I really don't because it, it seems like every time, every year I go to another you know show or another conference and I see other people doing things in their carts that, you know, you really didn't think about. Um, or I, I, I live in the boonies. I, I live out here in the sticks, and it's like you know, Walmart's about it from from a shopping standpoint. So I buy a lot of stuff online. I use a lot of crappy shopping carts. <laughs> yeah, and every once in a while, though, I'll see something that just like blows my mind, you know. And we try to stay away from like all the technology stuff. A lot of people have all these fancy bells and whistles, all this Ajax and Flash, and you know, really cool things, you know. That in San Francisco. You know, when you've got like a super, super, super fast internet connection and you're like one hop away from their server, it, it's great. But you got it here in the sticks, and who knows, it's routing stuff through China, and who knows where your stuff's coming from. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I, I always suspected that, yeah, you know, a, a little bit of the, you know, that the kind of Chinese undercurrent in you, and you're a bit of a subversive. So oh, we'll just leave it at that because no need to get the. You know? <laughs> but my, no, the thing is, uh, you know, I see these people doing stuff that, that's that's you know really really cool. But if it, if somebody that you know I respect in, in in our industry in the conversion rate side of things, you know, is coming out with um, you know, a cool new tool or or just they there's always new stuff to be tested. I've never ever had run out of ideas to to test even in the shopping cart. Okay, now you don't have to talk about absolute numbers, but you know, kind of with this attitude, you started your store a while ago. How long ago was that? Yeah, about 14 years ago. Okay, well, let's just fast forward a few years because we don't want to talk about the abacus and smoke signals. Um, let's say in the last five years, so have you had this kind of culture of innovation already and five years ago? Yeah, absolutely. My dad passed away seven years ago, and you know, so Steve and I went from being the guys, you know, doing all the work to actually doing all the work, and now making all the decisions. And okay, and so let's say in those last seven years, so on the, you don't again, you don't have to give us the absolute scale of your business, but by what percentage have you grown the business in seven years with this kind of we're, attitude of? We are back then when my dad died, we were doing about a million dollars a year. And we are, you know, knocking on doing ten times that now. And okay, so but I mean that's so that's, there's that those things compound on each other. In other yeah. words, I mean, if you said to somebody, yeah, you can grow your business ten x by continually innovating, but you just have to be ruthless about it. Most people 
would, wouldn't believe you. Right? Well, you could, the cool thing is, is is that you know I spend a lot of time with Steve developing content, trying to get more traffic to the website. But the reality is, is that you know on the average e-commerce site in the United States, ninety-eight percent of the people who are visiting your website do not give you money. And right. that is, there's a huge upside there. And so we've you know I've gotten my my conversion rate on one of our bigger sites. You know I'm knocking on five percent now. As I tend to crank traffic up, and as you crank traffic up, you're sending more and more, you know, less qualified traffic. So it's kind right, of like, and you can't cast in a wider net, and uh, you're getting more crap in it too. Yes, especially with SEO. The more you know SEO traffic, you double your SEO traffic, and your conversion rate's going to decrease by you know a huge percentage because there's so many folks that are going to bounce off, and there's so many tire kickers, you know, depending on what you know keyword phrases that you're ranking for. And then on the other side, I got Steve cranking out content over here, even on, sometimes on stuff that we don't even sell, stuff that's good for our customers that they're interested in, but other people sell. So I've got, you know, 5,000 people a month coming in on one of his articles about dog boxes that, you know, we don't even sell the dang thing. But long, <laughs> long story short, I mean, we've done, we've done it two different ways. We basically have increased the traffic coming to the website, but we've more than doubled our conversion rate over the past five years by slowly, you know, just, you know, by clawing our way up this, you know, you know, this mountain of conversion rate optimization. Okay, when you say it's a, it's a mountain, I mean it's a pretty meaty topic, as you know from my landing page optimization book. Uh, what is, uh, where do you draw your sources of inspiration? Like, what kind of area is it, like, uh, is it promotions? Is it uh, human psychology? Is it the usability? Where, where do you kind of? I mean, most people. Try to get a one-trick pony, but it seems like you you have lots of tricks, pony. Yeah, it's, I mean, I like the psycho psychological things. I don't want to manipulate people into doing something that they don't want to do, but I want to give them the confidence to you know to press the add to cart button and to press the place order button that what we have is going to solve their problem. And so it is like you know I do look at it from a psychological standpoint and you know what fears do people have, what desires do they have when they come to the website. Um, you know, like a, there's a book, I think it's Influence, that was really... Yeah, by Robert Cialdini, yeah, Influence, yeah. The Psychology of Persuasion. It's a great really? book. Everybody should have a copy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great as far as, like, seeing what, you know, what makes us tick as human beings and what presses our buttons. But I'm not trying to do stuff to scare folks, you know. You know, I see a lot of people, you know, trying to manipulate people into doing things that they may or may not need to do. And in our case, as a retailer, I'm trying to develop a relationship with somebody, you know. And so we try to do every single thing we can to establish ourselves as experts to say, hey, we're nice guys. Hey, if you got a question, you know, give Steve a holler on the telephone. And then we use, you know, Steve's examples of this product solved this problem for me in the field as a, you know, and give really detailed examples. And now we're actually kind of doing more of the stuff with the social proof. I got Steve to come to, you know, the conference. Um, I guess that was in D.C. Just to, I, I yeah, conversion conference east, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was, I mean, he does not come to shows. You don't realize. And he went to see me, you know, I did a keynote at PubCon. He went to see that and Conversion Conference, and that's it in 14 years. I wanted him to go, you know, to a show where the focus was on taking more of the people who are on your site who are not buying and getting one more person out of 100 to buy, and that could, you know, easily add a million dollars in sales in a year. And that's, I, th I think as a company, you know, I've gotten the people who are not the web marketing folks in the company to buy into this. And so I don't really, it's not the, the promotional side of stuff, you know, I get some ideas from other websites, but there's a, there's a, a point of cheesiness that, you know, um, 
I'm not willing to, you know, like the infomercial guys, you know, I really don't want to cross mm-hmm. that line. So it's, it's this weird, <laughs> like a box, a diagram, or whatever. It's like, I'll, I, I'll cheese out, but Steve will kind of dial me back a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't seem like you have any problems with cheesiness. In fact, as I recall, you made me wear a neon orange baseball cap with your logo on it. So come on, where is your lower threshold of cheesiness? After this next commercial break, we're also going to find out why your girlfriend's uh, put out a hit on you. Uh, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh... Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And Rob, Rob Schnell, uh, why did your girlfriend want to put out a hit on you? You seem like a relatively nice guy, and she knows you have shotguns, so what's the no, deal? No. You better watch out, man, because, because uh, she says every single time I uh, dig into conversion rate optimization or come to one of your conferences, more and more of my hair falls out. <laughs> well, we're just trying to make you into a, a good-looking bald man like, like me and uh, you know Lance Lovegay. There's lots of us in conversion optimization land. It's just the price you pay for glory. I think it is. I think conversion rate optimization is so hard that it causes you to pull your hair out, you know? And No, 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 no. See, the, the, your brain is working so hard that it overheats oh, okay. and all your hair falls out. That's okay. what it is. 
Exactly. Just to dispel exactly. that myth. And figure it out this way. You know, you and the dog can stick your, your head out the car window at 60 miles an hour, and you're more streamlined because of that lack of hair. I want to be more aerodynamic, you know. If, if, that's what, if I have to shave my head to get a 6% conversion rate, then I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm shameless. I talked a minute ago about cheesiness and, you know, dude, I'll do anything. I'll do whatever it takes, you know. Okay, well, Rob, we're going to get you to 6%. So just remember, this is this is on the radio. You're making a public declaration, and you have to stand by that commitment. You're at 5. We've got to get your to 6. Tim, if you can get me to 6, I will shave my head uh, before the speaking <laughs> conversion conference. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Just uh, so let's let's talk about a few the the hand grenades that dropped in your lap. Okay, as a, as a, uh, a e-commerce store operator, what are some things that just came out completely out of left field and tanked your conversions? Uh, I, load speed is the thing that I'm dealing with um, nowadays. A lot of folks assume that everybody's got broadband. And, you know, a lot of people do. More people do than don't. But the reality is, is if you've got a two-megabyte landing page, you know, your bounce rate's going to be insane. I mean, if people aren't going to wait 20 seconds, you know, for your Flash movie to download or for your literally 800 thumbnails or the HTML it takes to generate the tables for those things. <laughs> it's nuts. I mean, people, I don't, I mean, I think it's because some people live in the big, big cities and they have a 20-megabit connection and they press, you know, the go button and a page instantly loads that they assume that everybody's like that and every single you know server call that's on your web page every image every javascript every tracking code every external file you know every picture i mean it's going to it puts significant drag on the on the on on your page for loading so you don't even have a chance to tell people how great you are and that you can solve other problems they're already gone so, you know, this is becoming more and more of an issue. Google, both for pay-per-click and SEO purposes, is now introducing this notion of page load speed into their quality score assessment. So basically, if you're too slow, bye-bye. Uh, yep. they, they've seen a conversion drop when sites load slow, so they're penalizing the slow sites now. So uh, how do you recommend dealing with that? Yeah, I, don't, I was going to ask you. It's like, you know, what, what uh, total file size would you say – a like a section page on an e-commerce store with thumbnails on it. How big can that be before it gets unloaded? Well, I, I think that that's uh, you know, really kind of a, uh, a subjective question. I think you know, that standard is going to shift quickly, but because the bandwidth is increasing. But I'd say two things: one, stay away from Flash. Uh, Flash needs to just die a slow death. HTML5 is going to make sure it's really not necessary out there. But, you know, don't use Flash unless it has a compelling business reason to be on your page. And the other thing, like you said, is uh, you can't have a lot of images on your page. And uh, to optimize, you know, so some people have search results page where they'll display 100 products at a time. Well, that's yeah. that's a long load time. So keep it to a small number. One thing we've seen more and more of is using content delivery networks or CDNs to host the images on your site. In other words, these are fast servers. They're spaced out all over the, the Internet, so there's always one close to you with a fast response time, and it really decreases the image load time because you're basically you know, basically caching those images in, on fast servers everywhere. Yeah, we did a test on, on Yahoo Store. Yahoo Store has been using... Um I was going to say it's ink to me, but it's not ink to me. It's like it's, there's one one of the Akamai. I uh, thank you. Yeah, Akamai. Yeah. All these all these fancy high tech names sound the same to me, dude. Um, but they have they have those Akamai servers, and we actually there are two different ways you can have an image on your product page on a Yahoo store. You can actually 
you know, like FTP an image and then call it with HTML, or you can use Yahoo's version, which goes through that Akamai, you know, content delivery network, and it was more than twice as fast from you wow. know, San Francisco, and they're in Texas now, um, you know, from there mm-hmm. to out here in the boonies, you know, as far as like for large images loading really quickly. But one thing I've seen like a, on on some uh, on some photographers' websites, like in their portfolios, I've seen JavaScripts where you don't actually call the the image source until the the person's you know scrolls down the page to where they can actually see the images, and then it calls the JavaScript swaps out the image files. And I've seen folks. Do yeah, that there there are little tricks where basically you can prefetch. For example, if if you have a a gallery and you, you load up the, the first picture and you have a next button, it's already prefetching the next image to show before you right. even hit that next button. So they're, they're tricks, but the overall idea of keeping file sizes as small as possible and hosting as much of your canned content, like big images on content delivery networks, I think is going to be a continuing trend even for smaller businesses. I see a lot of folks who don't even optimize their images in the first place. I mean, there's no compression you know, on the product images. And I just shake my head because, you know, I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. I mean, we have a protocol yeah. for, you know, with our production folks, and the, the last thing they do before they upload an image is they crunch it as small as they can, you know, before they start seeing the dimpling in the JPEG. Right, right. Or, or you know, PNGs are a real nice image format. They're designed to be portable, work the same everywhere, and have a relatively small file size. So we're seeing an increased adoption of converting things to PNGs. Hey, you're you're just an idea sponge. That's one thing I noticed about you and Steve both. I'm afraid we're running out of time. I know we could keep talking for hours. I know that my listeners appreciate your your in the trenches practical advice as much as I do. And uh you're looks like you're you're also gonna be speaking at the upcoming conversion conference this fall in New York City, so uh can't wait to see you in person there. Is, are there any other shows uh that you'll be attending where folks can hear you present? Yeah, at the, the Yahoo Merchant Summit that's coming up in August. I believe I'll be uh, speaking at that. But I'm pretty much – I've had like four or five shows that I've done this year already. It's kind of like the first big hump of the speaker circuits over. I'm, I'm sure I'll be at PubCon, too. I, I need to talk to Brett about that. But I'll be in Vegas, and I'll, I'll be doing the panel there on uh, conversion rate optimization as well. Okay, if folks want to get in touch with you, Rob, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, my website is robsnell.com. I've got a bunch of free stuff, like my presentation from conversion conferences up there. I've got a bunch of SEO stuff, a lot of e-commerce things. I've got a newsletter on there. But um, if you just go to robsnell.com, and on the homepage are links to everything. And that's R-O-B-S-N-E-L-L. You heard it here first. Uh, Rob always gets the last word on everything, so I'm going to let you sign us off for landing page optimization. Cool. I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, y'all see you next week when Tim will blow your mind with more landing page optimization from Webmaster Radio.